Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast live from the WTF1 clubhouse. Can I get a whoop? Yeah, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. So welcome, everybody. We're actually video. Look at this. Me, you, Tommy, the founder right here. Incredible. Hello. No red carpet for you, though. That's why you didn't turn up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, happy. Fair enough. No worries. But this podcast is sponsored by Codemasters, because you may well have seen F122 is out right now. So go and get it. We've been having a lot of fun, haven't we, on the simulators, which is just behind the camera here at the clubhouse. And uh, who won, Tommy? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was me, wasn't it? No, it was me, actually. And we put a wager of you giving me a tweet. So, uh, oh, that'll be no, I forgot about that. Point. I thought you'd forgotten. <laughs> so, of course, today is Saturday, and we are reflecting on a rainy qualifying here at Silverstone, the British Grand Prix. We thought it was going to be probably sunny before we came into this week, and the heavens opened just at the right slot for qualifying. We were, of course, if you were watching live on Twitch, in a hotel room, doing our usual thing, talking about Formula One, whilst we could hear the F1 cars yeah, flying past. And we could outside. see the medical helicopter like flying past the window and stuff. It was very bizarre. It was annoying as well, wasn't it? Because we thought we could be the weathermen, but it turns out we were getting the weather late, so everyone was getting the rain. And then about five minutes later, we go, "It's raining." Uh, okay, so it yeah, didn't work out too well. If it was the other way around, we'd have been geniuses. Exactly. Everyone would have been tuning in to find out what's going on. <laughs> Now, of course, as I said, we're live here from the WTF1 Clubhouse, so we will be reflecting and getting some questions from uh, our wonderful Team WTF1 members here. But before we do that, let's talk about Nicholas Latifi. Biggest cheer. I know. Bigger than any like British driver, just, <laughs> just Nicholas Latifi. Mr. Nutella himself. I mean, wow. What a, I did not expect to be having a Latifi point in my podcast sheet, to be honest with you. Science got pole, and it's second on the bill. That's how crazy Latifi getting into Q3 is. It's, I don't think no one could have seen that coming. Not even himself. No, uh, and he's the one that didn't have the updates as well, which basically means he would have got pole. Does that mean he's going to be a world champion? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. It was quite close, wasn't it, between him and Alban? I think it was like 800th yeah. or something. So uh, I know Alex was very raging on the team radio. He was not happy about the cool-down laps that... Uh, the Williams team were telling him to do uh, on in, in Q2. No, Q1. No, Q2. Yeah, he was out in Q1. Uh, no, he wasn't. He was 11th, wasn't he? No, Albon was out in Q1, oh, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> ha, F1, eh? Albon <laughs> out in Q1. <laughs> yeah. Latifi in Q3. Yeah, I yeah. mean... That, sorry, it was 800s between them in Q1. Yeah, And yeah. then Latifi was just a beast. Um, so, yeah. So, Latifi, do we think this is going to do anything for him in terms of keeping his seat? Mm. Can I get a yes or no, please? That's okay. a resounding no. Sorry, Nicholas, if you're watching this, there's not a lot of hope here. Uh, but yeah. It it's nice that he had his moment. It's like it Giovinazzi. It's a bit too late. Like when he, yeah, it is, had isn't his it? seat he did the pretty same. much done and dusted. And, and then he started getting Q3. And I think it was Zanvor. I think it was Monza as well that Giovinazzi started performing. What is it about your contract being ripped up that they're like, no, what, now is it's that, time yeah. to perform? Fancy Q3 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Latifi is going to go on a mad Q3 run just for the rest of the season. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
Well, uh, I was actually speaking to someone in the toilet. Sounds a bit weird, but they were talking to me about uh, Williams and Latifi, and I think that he'll probably fall like a stone in the race. I don't yeah. think he's going to be securing any points tomorrow because it seems to be a dry race. Yeah, I don't. I can't see him doing much in the race, but you never know. <laughs> there's not much hope here, there's not there? much but hope good job there? Latifi that was honestly uh, an amazing qualifying uh, so let's move away from Nicholas now and on to Carlos Sainz's first ever pole position still louder for Latifi but we'll take it uh, it was uh, still a lot for uh, Sainz there as well uh, so we saw him get his first pole position which was very much coming uh, you think he would have at least got one pole position in a Ferrari that is that quick this season um, but we didn't see much else, did we, uh, from the TV direction? No, they like to show him a lot. Uh, we missed all the other laps afterwards. But yeah, science, um again, it looked like Verstappen just had it. And he may well have done if uh, Leclerc hadn't spun. Just saying. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah, science again, can't believe, can't believe we're here talking about Carlos Sainz on pole because you'd think Leclerc would would have been the one to take it anyway. So. Did we see the spin of Leclerc? No, no. I certainly haven't. Did we see much? <laughs> no, we saw Sainz waving to the crowd as about six drivers could still theoretically get pole yeah, and they gave didn't up show any of Pole them. position, Alonso had just started his lap and yeah. you know, we know what El Plan's like. It's Well, it even like Alonso, I guess, is... Well, yeah, he got on the front row in the last wet qualifying, so it's a long shot. But, you know, even the likes of Sergio Perez, he's in the championship leading car in a Red Bull and we saw nothing and he popped into P4 and it's just like, OK, he's just doing fine. We'll just see Carlos waving. It's obviously great to see him, but maybe after the session's finished and we've yeah, seen nice, the action first. So I assume the majority of you were all were at the track having a great time. Did you feel the same as we did, where you had no idea what was really going on because they were showing the most pointless laps ever? <laughs> There's a lot of nodding. There's going to be audio listeners here. Can we get a yes if that was? Yeah. Yeah. God, we hate them. No. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, probably the worst TV direction I've seen for qualifying for quite some time. It's quite funny, isn't it, that uh, we, we've <laughs> said, like, let's change. I think they listen to the WTF1 podcast, really, where we were saying, let's change it up. Let's not always show the driver that's leading the pack of the, the qualifying laps. They tried it. And they just showed Carlos Sainz. I think they panicked a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, they're just making it worse, if anything. Yeah. Not great. So let's move on now uh, to Carlos Sainz, actually, and uh, more towards tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, he's starting on pole position. You've got Verstappen, P2. You've got Charles Leclerc, P3. If, theoretically, Leclerc gets through on Verstappen, which is hopefully going to become reality tomorrow. Sorry, Tommy. Will Carlos be allowed to win the race? Oh, that's a mixed response. I think there was the one very resounding yeah, and everyone else said no. Okay, I think yeah. it was just a loud yeah. I think uh, that was a Carlos Sainz yeah. fan that's hoping <laughs> more than anything, because <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. Like, they have to <laughs> let Leclerc through. Okay. 100%. Okay, so Ferrari have to get on the f on the buzzer and go, right, let him through. But does Carlos do it? That's the thing. If he's, yeah, he's leading no his, fir his first win as well. You know, he's not won before, so... He's got that amazing opportunity. If he takes the lead, uh, even if you know Leclerc gets behind Verstappen later in the race, you've still got that problem. Even if he's 20 seconds up the road, it's like, what do they do? Because Carlos is out of it. I'm sorry, Carlos Sainz fans, but it would take an absolute miracle. Um, 
but hey, Latifi's got into Q3, so you never know. <laughs> but <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, uh, they're going to have to. It's a shame for him because you know, even if he does get up at the front, he's probably he'll be hoping that that's not the team game. And Verstappen stays ahead of Leclerc. That's what science needs to win the race. So yeah, on one side, of course, he wants Ferrari to do really well in the constructors, and you know, team, oh, yay, yeah, all that. But also, he is praying for Leclerc to be twentieth by lap one, <laughs> isn't he? Hundred percent. Yeah, a yeah. million percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because especially race strategies race. as well. Like, yeah. what do they do? They do they try and pit Leclerc early so he gets to jump on like Verstappen and everyone else? Like, it's not it's not even necessarily if Leclerc. Like, do they just flat out Leclerc favourites straight away, even if Science is winning and Leclerc's third, fourth, whatever. So it's yeah. gonna be the undercut of dreams, I can feel it. Leclerc <laughs> third, undercut, then Science is gonna be raging. You heard it here first. Right. Let's move on to your man, your boy, Max Verstappen. Uh I think we kind of mentioned it in our qualifying watch along. Not that probably any of you watched it because you were at the track. Um but it almost felt like it was his pole to lose and he lost it. It was yeah. some uncharacteristic mistakes from Max uh, in yeah. conditions where you think he is probably the best wet driver on the grid. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he's always the one that when they do their first laps, somehow he's just so much quicker than everyone else. He doesn't doesn't ease himself into the situation. But um, yeah, he, he's spun. He made a couple of mistakes. Um, and then obviously, of all the people, it was actually Leclerc's spin that cost him and he had to back out uh, in the yellow flag. So I think we were joking that they pressed the wrong button on the Ferrari pit wall to make. If science had spun, got Leclerc on pole, then that would have been like, you know, the perfect Ferrari master plan, but um, wasn't to be. But I mean, I've said this to a few people, Verstappen doesn't tend to need pole, does he really? Thanks it's for bringing not. that up. Yeah, no, no <laughs> worries. Leclerc's had a lot of poles. Well, maybe this is Leclerc's, like, what he needs is just to qualify badly and just be a... He's looked at the statistics and gone, right, every time I get no pole, Max poles. wins. So no more poles this year, and then he'll start winning. Fingers crossed. Um, let's talk about Mercedes. We've been hyping them up a little bit, maybe a bit too much. Uh, but then again, it's not particularly representative, I suppose, of the qualifying session that we had uh, today. But fifth and eighth, Hamilton out-qualifying Russell. Uh, what do we think about that? Yeah, kind of underwhelmed, I think. We were talking about on Friday when we were saying getting a podium and like, oh, fifth and eighth in a rains uh, Do you session. they'd have preferred a dry quali? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so as well. Do you think they would have preferred dry? Yeah. Uh, Which is weird because at the start of the season, you think they need some <laughs> kind of like roll the dice thing, but this was this was their chance and they're probably fuming that it rained and they didn't maximise. But you never know in the race, these cars are a lot easier to overtake than they ever used to be, so... Never know. Yep, so George is going to have to do a bit of work again, isn't he, to keep his top five streak going? I'm sure he'll just magically appear in fifth on the last lap. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, what? When did that happen? It's fate, isn't it? It really is. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Of course, as we mentioned, it's probably going to be a dry race tomorrow, so that may well play into their hands a bit more. And, of course, you have to think as well, completely different conditions today than it is going to be tomorrow. Would some of the teams have prepared more for a wet qualifying and trying to get a better grid position and other teams maybe uh, setting up a little bit more for, for the dry tomorrow? So it could be interesting to see how they how they get on. Uh, and of course, we cannot forget Zhou Guan Yu. Yeah. I mean, what a performance once again. Out-qualifying Bottas, who is safe to say is one of the best qualifiers on the grid. He was Hamilton's teammate and ran Hamilton quite close a lot of times in qualifying, so you can't really deny that. 
But Zhou Guan Yu has gone from, uh, he's not been unbelievable this season, but his trajectory of improvement has been remarkable. Yeah, he's proved a lot of people wrong that just dismissed him as a paid driver. And don't get me wrong, he was a paid driver and there were other more worthy people to get that seat. But when you get the opportunity, you can't really begrudge someone that is actually doing a decent job. And I think he is. And um, yeah, fair play to him. He's doing, he's doing a pretty good job at the moment. That he is. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Now we move on to the scary part, which is where we oh open no. the floor to questions. Um, so raise your hand hey. if you have a question and uh, we will come over to you very quickly. Right, Sophie, where are you? There you go. There's one just there. Hi, James. Uh, Daniel again finishing a disappointing P14 behind Lando's P6. Um, where do you think Ricardo's career could have gone had he not had a Weber-esque strop and left Red Bull? Oh, the, the, wow. the little like backhanded. I can see the McLaren fans just <laughs> twitching a little bit there with that those comments. Um, it's I difficult to say, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad move leaving Red Bull. No, you you don't want to be up against Verstappen. Like I know he did all right against him, but they were always going to start building the team around him. Uh, I think he's. I still adamant he should have stayed at Renault. He's essentially done a sideward step to a team that still aren't quite there but now he's getting absolutely trounced by his teammates. So it's not, you know, he he looked a lot better at Renault when he was beating Ocon and looking like a really good driver. So, um, I th yeah, it's a worrying sign because we were discussing in the quali watch along that he he's not done loads better recently, but I feel like the narrative of him maybe losing his seat or just quitting or something like kind of died down a little bit after like Zach Brown's comments, but that result, especially Lando was sixth, I think, sixth, right? It's just gonna like, that is gonna come straight back, like, and everyone's gonna be talking, especially if he has a terrible race again, and is kind of languishing at the back and doesn't get points, that whole like, what's happened to Daniel Ricciardo is just gonna happen again, right? Yeah, exactly, and it's, it's difficult to really pinpoint what's going on with Daniel Ricciardo, because, uh, it's not like Lando. I mean, Lando is a very talented driver. Please don't hurt me, everybody. But he's not, you know, he's not the, the most untouchable driver ever. We've sort of seen Carlos Sainz very much be a match for him uh, at McLaren. Um, but Danny Rick just hasn't seemed to be able to get his head around the last end of the last era of cars and now the start of this era as well. And considering how much he costs McLaren uh, in terms of salary, it's, uh, it's going to be a question, of course, that I mean, Zach Brown had to clarify his comments, didn't he, after saying that, he wasn't particularly happy with the performances. And then he said, oh, no, our relationship's great. Not sure how much I believe of that. Yeah, and I wonder what it's like now after he walked back into the garage after not being in Q3 again. Yeah, and every single time I say anything bad about Daniel Ricciardo, I have to preface it with, I love him. He is, he is just the most wonderful man. And I pray for good results for him. But it's so difficult yeah. to defend him You've right now. You've been praying for a very long time. <laughs> and it's still not happening. <laughs> it's not happening at all. So, uh, yeah, not good news, I don't think, for Danny Rick. Right, next question. 
with the great British GP merch. Nice <laughs> purchase there, sir. Thank you. Um, my question is, um, who do you think is going to finish higher, Aston Martin or Haas tomorrow? Mm. It's the battle of the wheelie bins, isn't it, really? It is. Uh, <laughs> well, when we look at the qualifying uh, results, uh, they are at the back. Uh, K-Mag was half a second quicker than Vettel for 17th and 18th, and still 17th. Um, dry conditions, I'd like to think the Haas is probably a little bit quicker, but I don't know, Vettel's been in great form, and he was really upset on the team radio when he found out again he hasn't made it out of Q1. Um, so... I don't know. I don't think we're going to see much of them on the TV broadcast, if I'm being completely honest, unless reckon, they're being lapped. I reckon Magnussen somehow, despite him being 17th and Hamilton 5th, he'll be like going around the outside of him at Cops <laughs> or something and, and go off. <laughs> he really will. That's <laughs> great. Uh, so I think to, um, I'm going to say, yeah, I think Haas will be ahead of Aston Martin, personally. I think Aston Martin, but I don't think any of them are getting points. Yeah, I think that's a difficult, difficult job. Next question. We've got a very high hand over there with the McLaren hat. Sorry, so Same T-shirt as well. Walk all the way to the other side of the WCF1 Clubhouse. What's that? Same T-shirt as well. Oh, another Popular British one. GP merch T-shirt. WTF1 Love shop. It. WTF1 shop. Uh, go check that out. <laughs> what, 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 um, what do you think are Ferrari's chances of having another, like, a something going wrong again? Like, we had, like, in Baku... Do you not know I'm unstable after the last six races? <laughs> um, You're not sleeping tonight now, are you? No, uh, no. Um, <laughs> what's the chances of them failing again? Uh, that's the only thought that goes through my mind most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ferrari, quite high. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think with Charles having a new power unit now that at least go two races without it blowing up. Um, but it's difficult because Red Bull have had almost equal level of reliability issues. So as long as it's less than Red Bull by the end of the season, maybe they'll have a chance. But these new cars, for whatever reason, are causing so many issues that I have worries every single race weekend for Ferrari, to be honest. And not just for their reliability, but their strategy. If they remember to bring enough wheels. like I, You don't know. You don't know with Ferrari. But fingers crossed, because we're here. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm most, the thing I'm worried about, it's going back to almost the very start of the podcast with the science thing, the thing I'm most worried about for Ferrari is that they have been put in this awkward situation where science is ahead of Leclerc, what do they do? And that's just going to add more pressure on them, especially if they mess it up and they don't. You know, we've seen Red Bull be sens like quite ruthless, but sensible of just Max is quicker, go get the points, and it's paid off. If Ferrari start messing about and, you know, Ferrari love to get on the team radio and go, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan F. And it's just like, what are you doing? So I seem to remember. Was there like Plan Z or Z or, or something? Yeah, U or something on one of the races. Just see them going through the scrapbook, <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, I seem to remember that. Oh, I'm not going to say exactly the race, but when it was Vettel and Leclerc were teammates, I feel like it was maybe Russia or something, where Ferrari was so hesitant yeah, to make to the do. swap, yeah. and that is what's going to be crucial against against Red Bull. So to answer your question, uh, probably tomorrow. They've uh, got to be so. selfish yeah. and just think about. Well, Leclerc's driver's title. Please. That would be lovely. Next question. We've got both Aston Martin hats. You can choose whichever one, Sophie, and, and disappoint the other one. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. Good choice. So given that during qualifying, Mercedes was porpoising, how much of an issue do you think that's going to be during the race? Not just for them, but for any team that's suffering from it. I think... Uh, 
well, when you look back to Baku, that was probably a lot worse than what we're ever going to see around here. You know, Silverstone is quite a, a smooth track compared to Baku, where it's very bumpy. And of course, Hamilton had those issues. I don't think we'll see a huge amount of problems because the teams know that they've got this small window where they can basically bounce as much as they want and then they have to figure it out. So uh, I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. Uh, I think it's been a lot worse uh, for other races this year. Um, so no, I don't see it being too much of a problem. No, same. I mean, science, it'd be interesting to see what science is like because his car always seems to pop us so much more than Leclerc. So if he's in the lead, like bouncing up and down, it'd be, well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that whole like metric thing happens, but I feel like it's died down a little bit from Baku. Um, but it's probably not going to be the last time we hear about it. But I think this track, probably not as much. No. Next question. Should we go next door? <laughs> Feel bad. So we talked yesterday about the Williams upgrades for Alex Albon's car being a second a lap quicker than the Tifis. Didn't really show it today, I don't think. Do you reckon it'll be a different story tomorrow, or will he be like languishing in the, in the mid-pack? Well, I think having the, the changeable conditions that we had today, maybe it's not a particularly fair uh, measuring tool to see how those upgrades work. Um, I think tomorrow will be much better uh, for us to have an idea. And as we said, no, no disrespect to Latifi, but he's in a Williams and he's 10th. He'll be meeting Albon at some point, I'm sure, in the race. And uh, we'll probably find out then. So it's, it's pretty speculative, I'd say, uh, right now. Yeah, it's hard to know because just looking at the quality results, obviously, you know, Albon's beaten two Aston Martins and a Haas, but then it's, it's hard to know. Like, I think we just need a dry session to see exactly what um, that car can do. But it wouldn't surprise me if Albon still finishes ahead of Latifi tomorrow. Oh, I guarantee tomorrow. he will finish yeah. ahead of Latifi. He'll probably do the entire race on one tire and then just hit <laughs> the end, won't he? Probably. Next question. Hi, guys. Hi. If you could choose, if you're setting up your Formula 1 team, WTF1 Formula 1 team, and you could choose any two drivers, past or present, who would you choose? It's a good question. So Charles Leclerc. Uh, and Max Verstappen. <laughs> and it would be the worst team ever because they'd crash into each other every race. Try hard. <laughs> oh, oh, two from past or present. That's difficult because <sighs> like, it's, it's hard to know because you don't want to put... Sometimes you don't want like two really good drivers in, right? Because... Sometimes a Shumi and a Barrichello work really, really well yeah. because one of them just gets out of the way. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you're putting like, obviously we joked about Leclerc and Verstappen, but that dynamic would not work in a team, right? No, because Leclerc would win. No. No. No, he wouldn't. I think Verstappen <laughs> would win. Who am I kidding? He'd get pole, and then Verstappen <laughs> would win. Um, Thanks, Tommy. Cheers. Uh, hopefully, we can get some points for qualifying. I think future, we'd have. Well, we just. If it's WTF1, it would have to be like memes, wouldn't it? So we'd put Latifi in there. And bring back Maldonado. And Maldonado, yeah. That's a big resounding yes from everybody. <laughs> I so love how he's still a fan favourite. Like, he's <laughs> <laughs> not been in F1 for so long. Everyone but he is the last winner cheer. from Williams. He is. Uh, so yeah, there you go. We've answered it terribly. Um, so sorry about Latifi that. Latifi and Maldonado, the answer everyone was expecting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Considering that P2 last year showed to be a better position to start from, do you think that uh, Science has the balls to go against Max? I can't confirm or deny whether he has <laughs> the balls, uh, but we'll find out. Uh, I, it's difficult. I, <laughs> I don't think Science is going to win tomorrow. 
just purely from the run of form that we've seen over the course of this year. His race pace has not particularly been up there with Leclerc. We've seen many times Verstappen and Leclerc check out. So the Silverstone as well is not exactly a hard track to overtake. You've got plenty of opportunities for that. Uh, I think Sainz can definitely hold on, hopefully, for the first lap. It is a short run down to turn one, but then he's got to defend down uh, Wellington and hang a straight. So it's going to be a very difficult one uh, for, for him. But again, he's going to take some confidence from Canada and the fact he was all over the back of Max. And should he have won that race? I think so, personally. Uh, but he'll be he'll be he'll have his elbows out and maybe we'll see the first controversial instant of the year uh, because Sainz is not letting go of that victory easily. I can tell you that for free. Yeah, I think Max is well, Max for me clearly races different this year to how he did with Hamilton, uh, probably because he knows and especially, you know, if it's Sainz, we're not going to see him having that wheel to wheel battle, in my opinion, because he's not racing Sainz for the title. Um, it would be, even as a Verstappen fan, it would be the biggest anticlimax if Verstappen just takes the lead into turn one and we don't get to see how it pans out with Sainz potentially leading. Do they do the team orders or not? So I'm hoping we do get that in the race because I think that was what's going to make it so interesting. You know so. you have to say that without a beaming smile on your face when, <laughs> you, when you give It would be scenario. such a shame if Verstappen won again, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> have we decided what Grace is wearing yet for tomorrow? No, I... I'm slightly concerned. I think the onesie's too small now. So <laughs> every Verstappen fan just went, no. And every, every, every non-Verstappen went, yeah. Well, look, Tommy, you know that I've sent you a zero to three month and three to six month Ferrari onesie. There's clearly a three on. month window here. Yeah. For the Come on, please. Just for say the right championship. now that, you, that tomorrow Grace will have the Leclerc onesie on. Is it a Leclerc onesie or is it just Ferrari? Oh, it's Leclerc now. <laughs> If the if the Max one doesn't fit, I'll put it in the Ferrari one and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Katie, if you're watching this, um, make sure you feed Grace really well tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, next question. Evening, guys. Um, Sebastian Vettel's taking Nigel Mansell's World Championship winning Williams out on track tomorrow. If you could have any car from any era of Formula One, any racetrack in the world, unlimited mileage, where would it be and why? Great question. Uh, I would probably go in Shumi's F2004 around Spa. I mean, no, I wouldn't be able to drive Spa. I'm not good enough. Uh, <laughs> maybe like a Monza or something. Something that's special to Ferrari. Yeah, mine would be Spa. And it would be... Max Verstappen's championship <laughs> <with the> car. <laughs> no, it'd actually be Damon Hill's 96 Williams because it was the first, like, Year I watched F1. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. A, a small round of applause for that one. Wow. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Is that just because I didn't fanboy about Max Verstappen <laughs> for two seconds? <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Tommy. Well done. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, one final question, and then we'll wrap up this podcast. Has anyone got one over here? Uh, the FIA stepped in to fix the porpoising issues that several teams have been having and uh, backed away from it after a couple of teams' uh, principals. Uh, one in particular said that it was probably going after fixing just you know one team in particular's issues. Uh, where do you guys think the FIA should draw the line with making sure the cars are safe, but not overall redesign once the season started? Well, it's a very difficult situation for the FIA to be in because they've made these rules. Some teams have got it right. Some teams have got it wrong. And I think it's incredibly unfair for 
teams like Red Bull to be hindered because they've got it right. They don't porpoise that much. Mercedes are putting these most ridiculous setups on and, you know, Hamilton's crawling out the car in Baku and then Mercedes are saying, well, you know, it's not safe. And even if we don't change the ride height, it doesn't change. There's going to be a car set up there that they can 100% put on that Mercedes that will slow it down, which is the key thing here, and make it safer. So I am all for the FIA making the sport safe. That's something they've obviously advanced you know, tenfold with the introduction of the halo, etc. Uh, but there has to be a line where you know, teams like Mercedes, I'm not saying they're doing it, but them complaining that this porpoising is you know, a health issue, etc., etc. There's always going to be this urge for a competitive advantage for the teams that are asking for these changes because they clearly haven't got their concept right and that's the reason why they've fallen back. Um, so it's a very difficult one. I wouldn't want to be the FIA, personally, uh, but uh, especially when Katie's on the podcast. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a very difficult balancing act. Yeah, they're always going to upset someone, but um, for me, I, I think what they've suggested of doing is the fairest solution of the team's that are having the problems if you're bouncing too much and you do think it's unsafe to look after the drivers you know you have to keep raising the ride height um because it's it's so difficult because until that happens we will not know if mercedes can fix it by doing that um so it's a difficult one but um it's not fair to like punish teams uh, in that way, you know, you could have a new set of regulations and it's, it's maybe slightly different, but, you know, say like uh, the hybrids and one car engine keeps blowing up all the time and it's like, well, this isn't fair because our engine keeps blowing up all the time or whatever. It's, it's things like that. Like they make the car, so they need to, like, it's, it's not fair to punish the teams that got it right or don't have the issues. There you go. Um, so that rounds up our open Q&A. Thank you, everybody, for being polite this time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything here for the podcast. Thank you to Codemasters for sponsoring. F122 is out right now. Tommy, final thoughts? I hate you. <laughs> you you wound down. You were like, yes, he's forgotten. Oh, I totally forgot. Uh, oh, my God. Final thoughts. <laughs> yes. um, no pressure. There's no one watching. My final, I've kind of said it already, but even as that's a... That's not a final thought then. Pause. Uh, Think of a new one. No, you d- you do a final thought while I think of one. I like camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great to have everybody here. This is awesome. This is literally the dream, having everybody here at Team WTF1 Clubhouse having an amazing time. Are you Agreed. all having a good time? I think the mic's picked up that. That's good. Uh, no, you can't say okay, me too. Okay, I will just like kind of carry on from that a bit. Obviously, this is the second year we've done this, but it still like absolutely blows my mind that we're here from this, like, to me, it's still a little F1 channel that we've just been doing, and it's just crazy that, like, people want to come camp with us and enjoy, uh, and, you know, so many people coming up and saying they enjoy our content and stuff. It's awesome. So thank you, everyone, for coming, and, yeah, going to be a, a good night because I'm staying tonight. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've convinced Tommy's on the beverages tonight, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is a great ending to the WTF1 podcast. Thank you, Tommy, for making this brand and making me in a job. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, that is it. Thank you so much for watching the WTF1 podcast. Hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved next time. There's a bit of a round of applause going. Love that. Like and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for, for the Max Verstappen victory. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
for internet's best reactions. We've got Monday. We've got the podcast. If you're a Team WTF1 member, which everybody here is, so they're going to be loving it. Tuesday, you can tune into the podcast over on YouTube. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.